Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy podcast. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy, and today I'm joined by the one, the only, Meg. Meg, how are we doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, doing just fine, except we have a ton of fantasy news to go over. This past week has been riddled with with uh, breaking news, injuries, and a lot of other things along the way that uh, no one could have projected. Um, before we hop into things real quick, be sure to follow We Know Fantasy on all forms of social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Visit our website, WeKnowFantasy.com, for some more fantasy sports content. On there, we have fantasy basketball, baseball, not baseball, fantasy basketball, hockey, football, you name it. We have you covered there. And I started my own Twitter page to be more personal on there. So if you want to follow me, uh, that's Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can follow me at... Uh, WKF Nate on uh, Twitter and Meg, where do people find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Twitter at M E G H A H A N. Um, I'm also on Instagram, but that's more of just kind of a personal thing. But uh, feel free, it's uh, Instagram is Megan Bramer, M E G H A N B R A M M E R. Very simple stuff there, guys. And uh, like we said, uh, besides this podcast, we have fantasy content pumping out almost every day of the week. So make sure you're following along on all forms of social media. All right, Meg, let's hop into things here. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, uh, a lot of big news. And the biggest, of course, is what happened in Las Vegas. Uh, Henry Ruggs III uh, facing criminal charges in connection to a DUI uh, resulted in death. I think that's how they phrase it in Las Vegas or in Nevada. Yeah. Um, I know it can be called a lot of different things uh, every other state, uh, but that's what's classified there. Uh, you know, and then his girlfriend was with him in the vehicle as well, and she was severely injured. So I think he's getting charges stemming from that as well, uh, going like 156 uh, under the influence of 1. or 0.161 blood alcohol content. A lot of bad stuff there. Um, but let's talk about the fancy applications there. Uh, we, we already have heard what's happening with him and all the major news outlets have that covered. And I uh, just want to uh, send our, our regards to the victim's family and, uh, you know, hope they can hope they can heal fast. But anyways, let's talk about the Raiders without this Henry Ruggs. I know he wasn't the best of fantasy. Um, you know, it's not someone you, you're just going to make sure you're playing every week, but he did have about 500 yards through this point in the season, two touchdowns, 24 receptions. I think it was like 496 yards uh, the last time I checked, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, he is a big part of this offense, even if it isn't, you know, putting up big, crazy numbers because he's a big play waiting to happen. One of the fastest players to ever play in the NFL. Uh, but yeah, he could take a top off a of defense, but just removing that element from that team as well is a big thing. Meg, is, is this a is this a big hit for the Raiders? I know we they also lost their head coach John Gruden a couple weeks ago from uh, his past emails that were that were surfaced and whatnot. So, what's going on here in Las Vegas, and what do you expect from them moving forward? Uh, yeah, the Raiders have definitely, as a team, have taken a big hit here just within the last month. Um, but just reiterating what you said really quick, just kind of giving a shout out to just the victim and her family. Um, you know, it's such a sad situation all around. Um, and gosh, I, I just keep thinking about her dog too. That really, that was 
was just like icing on the cake. It, it, it's just so upsetting. Um, and so, you know, just making sure that we acknowledge that before we kind of jump into talking about it um, fantasy wise. But I, I think, I think it takes a hit, a, a big hit, maybe dynasty wise. Um, you know, like you said, Nate, he, he wasn't putting up huge numbers. So, you know, I, I would be surprised if, if anyone had him as their, you know, wide receiver too, or just really relied on him because he really wasn't like, he was kind of the definition of, um, boom or bust, you know, he, he did have a couple games where he put up some big, but non PPR, he really didn't do a whole lot. So, um, I know I had him on my bench, uh, just kind of like stacked or stashed away in case I, uh, you know, just needed a spark in my starting lineup, but he, he really wasn't a huge, um, a huge player fantasy wise, but I, I think it is really disappointing dynasty wise. I feel like he had such a bright future and, um, you know, if you had him on your dynasty in your dynasty league, then I think that, that that's kind of crucial because I think he could have definitely gotten better as the years went on. But as far as, as far as like other players, um, you know, I, I'm keeping my eye out on Zay Jones. Um, you know, I, I don't think that there's going to be someone that like just steps up and, and puts up huge numbers, uh, with rugs gone, just because like we just said, he, like, he wasn't putting up huge numbers. So there's really not going to be a huge replacement there. Um, Derek Carr goes to Renfro a lot and Waller, but if, you know, if you are kind of looking for someone to take Ruggs' place, I, I I picked up Zay Jones in a couple leagues, and I'm going to just keep him on my bench just in case. Um, he did have that one huge game, and Derek Carr had nothing but fantastic things to say about him. Derek Carr pretty much used his entire interview time talking about Zay Jones, and so we know that Carr does like him, so you know, maybe this kind of changes the momentum a little bit. Maybe Zay Jones gets more involved, but for right now, I, I don't think it's a huge blow to the the Raiders players. Um, I don't think there's going to be any major changes with uh, who you have on your fantasy team as far as Renfro and Waller. I think they'll still see the same numbers that they have been. Um so yeah, I would just say maybe keep your eye on Zay Jones, but other than that, it doesn't really change a whole lot. Another guy there that I'm I shouldn't say this excited about was Brian Edwards. I've been having to do this guy's horn. <laughs> he came in the league. I've been all over him last year and the beginning this year. It just really hasn't happened for him. And you know, they moved on from John Brown this past offseason to then bring up Brian Edwards into a bigger part of the, the team. He he does have 18 receptions for 346 yards and a touchdown this season. He's another boomer bust type of guy, so he may be getting a lot, a few more targets. And I think in dynasty, this is the guy you want to get if you're looking to uh, to benefit off the situation at all in terms of fantasy football. You know, Zay Jones can step in and do some stuff from redraft, but I think Brian Edwards is a good is a good target if you're looking for a a guy in dynasty to to go after. He's had you know 80 plus yards in two games a season. Uh, he only has the one touchdown, but that was last week against the. 
the last time they played, they had a bye last week. The last time they played against the Eagles, he had a touchdown. Just a guy I'm excited about, and we'll see what goes from there. But like you said, you can still trust your Waller, still trust your Renfro and PPR leagues, and they're going to do what they do. Josh Jacobs, the Kenyon Drake out of the backfield. And, it, you know, this is a team that was playing some uh, energized football since the departure of John Gruden there. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and really getting going. Their defense was a lot better than it has been this season. It's been a better defense uh, to begin with. But, yeah, the last two games without Gruden, the defense is playing well. So we'll see if they can uh, put this behind and move forward as well. Um, but let's let's move on from that, Meg. Let's hop into some injury news. Probably the biggest injury of the season, of the past few seasons, Derrick Henry's out for the season after having foot surgery. Uh, he was, you know, getting used left and right in that Titans offense and just they were just running the ball down the opponent's throat with him. And he was the clear, in a way, RB1, probably the top, you know, besides quarterback, a positional player in fantasy this season. And, you know, I have him in a few leagues, and he was carrying me to a lot of victories. But that's that's no more as he uh, is out for the season. Hate to see it, you know, very talented and, and just a freak of a, uh, not only an athlete, but a just a human specimen. But he's out now, so we're going to rely here. And, and Adrian Peterson, he's uh, the the gift that keeps on giving, I guess you could say. We think he's done, and, and then all of a sudden he's back. Uh, it took him, what, this is week nine, so it took him eight weeks of this season to make a, to make a roster. But he's uh, now the guy. I guess you could say in Tennessee, if you don't believe in Jeremy McNichols, the Boise State product there. Um, shout out Broncos. Uh, anyhow, Meg, you know, it, when you put, I guess we're past that point, but when you put your waiver priority, priorities in yesterday, were you uh, prioritizing AP or, uh, excuse me, AD? He wants to be AD. Uh, were you prioritizing Peterson or McNichols? I honestly wasn't prioritizing either one of them. Um, I did wake up early and snag McNichols just because, I don't know, he's intriguing. Uh, I think Adrian Peterson, we've been through this how many times? It was kind of the same when he was on uh, Washington's team. Like every now and then he would give you a decent game, but it was just so inconsistent that I just don't want to deal with that anxiety that comes with the inconsistent people. Um, and now, you know, he's even older this season. And so I, I picked up McNichols. I'm intrigued by him, but not to the point where I'm getting really excited about it. Um, I think if you can pick him up in PPR, uh, just thinking about the volume that Henry had, Um, you know, I think it's going to take the Titans a little bit to have to change up their offensive scheme, uh, you know, without Henry, but, you know, McNichols might, might do well if he gets the same type of volume, uh, in PPR leagues, but you just, you cannot replace Derrick Henry. I mean, he is barely human. He's just this giant machine, um, You know, I'll give the Titans offensive line some credit because uh, you have to have at least a little bit of a decent line for a running back to be successful or that successful. But then again, it's like it's Derrick Henry, like he can plow through brick walls probably if he tried. And so I just I don't see this being a 
situation where, you know, like if Dalvin Cook gets hurt, uh, you know, hurry up and snag the backup. Um, same with like if Elliot goes down, like there's Pollard there who will do well. Like I don't see that being a type this type of situation because you just cannot replace Henry. Um, and I think it's going to take if you do pick up one of them, I would kind of maybe just stash him on the bench and just kind of see how it plays out because I, I don't see it being an instant um, gratification situation with either one of them. Yeah, you hit a lot of good points on the head there, but the uh, Minnesota backup you're looking for there was Alexander Madison, another Boise State product. Yes, uh, thank you. Okay. Uh, but yeah, McNichols definitely is a PPR player to own. He's uh, had a big part in this offense in the passing game with Henry there. He had a 12 target game in week four against the Jets. That's a big performance there. 74 yards, uh, receiving touchdown the season. Wasn't much in terms of rushing as his uh, season high was two uh, in a game. We'll probably see a few more out of him there, but I think Adrian Peterson comes in and gets the bulk of the rushing carries, but I think this team now turns more to a passing team, of course, with uh, Jeremy Nichols really being the benefactor here. I prioritize uh, Adrian Peterson because, like you said, this isn't a situation where you're going to pick up the backup and instantly have an RB2, someone flirt with RB1 as some of these situations may be. This is one where you're going to have a, a flex play on a bye week or you need a running back in a bad situation because you're dealing with injuries yourself. It's one of those things. So I picked up Adrian Peterson uh, over him because just the volume I believe he'll get, is it will be more, but we'll see. Um, I picked up McNichols. I've obviously prioritized him in, in dynasty leagues if he was still available in some of those shorter bench dynasty leagues. A lot of them he was scooped up in already. And we know, uh, shout out Coach Steve, who uh, also contributes for us. He picked up Adrian Peterson either earlier this week or, or last week uh, in a lot of his leagues. Uh, just seeing something coming down the road. I don't know what it was, but he uh, scooped up a lot of Adrian Peterson. I know that because I played a ton of leagues with him. So Adrian Peterson was not available in those leagues. Steve already had him, but yeah, Maggie, you're you're absolutely correct. It, it's so hard to really decipher between the two. It's I guess it's just a a swing and hope for a home run in either game that you are forced to play in these guys. Adrian Peterson probably going to average you know low threes uh, yards per carry, and you know maybe get a rushing touchdown here and there, and it'll take a few receptions with a with a big run uh, for McNichols to have any fantasy value. But I think the real winners of this. I hate to say that term when you're dealing with a season-ending injury and, you know, something that could affect his career uh, moving forward. That's Derrick Henry's there with his foot problem. But the receivers, they are, I think that's a – they're going to have to throw the ball more because Derrick Henry was pretty much their entire offense. But you still have A.J. Brown. You have the likes of Julio uh, Jones that can really carry an offense. So I think uh, if you're owning one of those two, you're going to be looking pretty good down the stretch. All right, so here we are. Talked about the Raiders, talked about the Titans. Another odd situation. Uh, what is it? Aaron Rodgers. Does he have COVID or was he exposed? Did he test positive, Meg? He did test positive. There's always this weird drama with him. <laughs> he did test positive, and then it came out that he... Uh, I don't know if he lied about it, but he definitely um, fibbed or worded it in a certain way to make everyone think that he was vaccinated. And then it turns out that he wasn't. Yeah, now that he has COVID and 
You know, he was uh, openly disobeying NFL guidelines about wearing masks on the sidelines and preseason games as everything looks back now. So I'm unsure what's going to happen with the situation. I feel like the NFL has to make a statement and punish him uh, with how, you know, important, how crucial this COVID situation is. And, you know, you're you're flirting with people's lives now if you're going to be walking around unvaccinated and, and really, you know, offering this to people when they're under the impression impression that you're vaccinated and not trying to get political with it at all. I'm just saying uh, that's a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty poor thing to do do for him, but he's out this week. And I have to assume he'll be out another week after that. Cause we just learned this today. Do they have the Thursday right. night game? Um, did they? No, no, they played, they played Thursday last week. I think the Sunday game, but they do have the chiefs is a big one this week. Uh, the Packers are one of the best teams in the league right now. Uh, they had a big win last week. And, of course, the Chiefs just squeaked it out against the New York Jet, or Giants. excuse me, And they're really uh, hoping to, to play this game tight. But now we have Jordan Love, who uh, was drafted two years ago as a predecessor of Aaron Rodgers. This, you know, kind of wait-and-see uh, grooming type of situation that we saw with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. So Jordan Love will be making his first NFL start. I think, uh, I'm not sure if Devontae Adams will be back this week. He was out last week uh, due to COVID himself. At the same time, I believe, uh, it's blanking me, but his other wide receiver was out. So he was throwing the ball to the likes of an aging Randall Cobb and, uh, you know, whoever else is there. Amari Rogers, I think one of them was. But anyhow... Yeah, that was a big that was a big storyline. I think that was a Sunday night game because uh, he won that game with with absolutely everyone. Uh, and then Robert Tunyon now is at the IR, so a lot of things not going uh, Green Bay's way. But what can we expect uh, out of out of Jordan Love here? I know I was real real high on Jordan Love coming out of the draft last year. I'm a uh, as a Boise State fan, a Mountain West guy, and uh, Jordan Love there coming out of Utah State. Uh, did I say that? I might be, I might, I forget. Anyhow, he played <laughs> in that conference and I've seen him play a lot. And, uh, I, I think he's going to have some good NFL talent, especially sitting there and learning from the likes of Aaron Rodgers. Hopefully he's just learning football from Aaron Rodgers and not the off the field <laughs> situations that man gets involved with. Um, but Meg, what, what can we expect out of Jordan Love? Is, is this a, this a good week if you were looking for a streaming quarterback to throw him in there? I mean, if you're really desperate, uh, actually, no, I honestly, there, there's got to be somebody else out there that you could pick up. Um, uh, I know that the Chiefs defense has been pretty bad. I think they're um, fourth right now, giving up the most total yards for quarterbacks. I, it, I just feel like it's going to be a lot of pressure on him. Um, you know, he he may be without Devonte Adams. I'm not, you know, not saying that uh, with some more experience, he could do better, but I mean, it's just, it's so much different playing in an actual game than practicing, you know, learning, taking notes. I, I just, I, I need to see, I need to see Jordan Love play one game first to kind of get a feel. Um, I do think it, it does bode well for him that it is the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are going to be looking for revenge. 
They they barely beat the Giants, like you said. Um, I think the Chiefs are are going to be out for for blood here, and they're going to take advantage of not having Aaron Rodgers to go against. And so, if there is anybody else that you could pick up, I I would look. I would look for that, but I guess it wouldn't be the end of the world if there isn't anyone else and you you need to stream a quarterback. Um, and yeah, Nate, like you said, hopefully Jordan Love is learning all of the football stuff from Rodgers and isn't going to end up um, with a man bun and lying about his vaccination status. And I guess, too, just just to be on the safe side, like if you do have Aaron Rodgers, um, or if you do have Devonte Adams and Jordan Love just completely does terrible, I would maybe just kind of come up with a backup plan in case the NFL does sanction Rodgers for all of this stuff. Um, you know, and maybe he misses a couple games after this. I mean, I really don't know, but I would just kind of play it safe and maybe plan for that. I, you would think that they would have, they would have to like make an example out of him, even though, you know, he's like this golden God of the NFL, but he blatantly broke the protocol. And again, like you said, Nate, not, not getting political with any of it. This is very objective. You know, if the NFL has a certain protocol in line and you break it, I mean, you really should be punished for it. So, um, I can see a lot of outrage, happening if the NFL doesn't do anything about it just because it's been made such a big deal um, just with other people and in the beginning of the season with getting vaccinated wearing your masks you know there was a lot of drama with like Cole Beasley and so if they don't do anything about it I just I don't know I feel like it's going to get ugly yeah I think something has to happen and they really have to push the agenda here if they want to you know I I I just feel like as the NFL with the with the power they have and like, like you said they have rules in place for a reason but just the viewership and what comes along with that they really have to make sure they they present this as an actual issue opposed to like you said brush it to the side and just allow him to move forward after after what he did there but yeah I'm just looking quick uh Devontae Adams currently is currently is listed as out still on the official uh depth depth chart so he may be out for this game of course I talked about Robert Tunyon hit the IR. Marquez Valdez-Scantling's on the IR. So if you're Jordan Love, you may be having the likes of Al Lazard, Randall Cobb, Amari Rogers, or Mercedes Lewis as your as your targets this week. Of course, Aaron Jones is still there, who's very, very talented, one of the best or one of the better running backs in the league. Excuse me, but like you said, I don't know if I'm trusting Jordan Love here. Uh, according to Yahoo, the Chiefs have allowed the second most fantasy points to opposing. Uh, opposing quarterbacks, there's that. But it's just tough, like he said, to come in here uh, on this type of stage against the Chiefs and really put on a clinic. I'm not saying the kid can't do it. I hope he does do it. I'm a big Jordan Love fan, like I said prior. Uh, but it's just improbable yes, at this point. And, yeah, I have uh, I at one point uh, quoted him as the – or I guess deemed him as the next Patrick Mahomes or the next <laughs> – Patrick Mahomes like player before Patrick Mahomes had this season, <laughs> of course, when he's still playing at MVP level, but still Patrick Mahomes is still very good at football. But yeah, Jordan Love uh, here, the rushing upside is there. He does present that, so that could uh, really save a day if you are forced to play him. But it's not looking great for him. Uh, so 
there is that. One last thing, uh, something came up today, and you know, Maggie, as our, as our resident Cleveland fan here, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, he was mm-hmm. escorted out of practice or he left practice, and then uh, the coach there said he currently is not part of the team. Like, what's going on in Cleveland right now with OBJ? I don't, I don't know. It, there's a lot of drama. Yeah, I, I think that he, it was reported that he showed up for practice and he was ready to practice. And then the word that was used was excused. He was excused from practice. Um, and then coach, uh, the coach said that he's quote unquote, essentially not on the team anymore or right now or something along those lines. Um, I I don't know what to make of it. I, I hate that there's, there's like these problems that are coming up right now when it's kind of a crucial point in the season. Um, the Browns have been struggling a little bit. And so the last thing they need is all of this drama and these problems that are, that are going on. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's an OBJ problem or if it's a Baker Mayfield and coaching problem. I've heard two sides of it. Um, and just, I mean, just with like it, people's input, my friend's input, um, you know, some people are over the OBJ drama and think that it's him. Other people think that it's a Baker Mayfield problem. Um, and I, I don't know. I respect both sides of it. Um, for me personally, I, it's kind of the same thing that happened in New York. Um, just kind of complaining about not getting enough targets, um, you know, and that his talents being wasted, uh, at the same time, you know, I, I, I am a fan of Baker Mayfield, but they have so many weapons and I, I just, I don't know what, I don't know what the, what the problem is, like why, why they can't be more successful with all of the weapons that they have. And so it's like, is it a Mayfield problem? Is it an OBJ problem? I don't know. But as far as fantasy goes, I, I am not trusting OBJ. I'm not looking to add him. I'm not looking to keep him. If he does go to another team, cause it's, it's just so inconsistent. Um, if he does go to another team, if you want to pick him up, I would not start him right away. I, I feel like he needs to prove himself a little bit um, as far as fantasy goes. Um, you know, as far as him staying in Cleveland fantasy-wise, I hopefully it gets better. Hopefully they can kind of come to some terms and kind of get over this, this drama and uh, OBJ can start being productive and it can help the Browns and the Browns can move forward and get over this hump because they are a fantastic team. And Nate, you know, I love Cleveland and, you know, I feel like Cleveland deserves everything. Um, but as far as fantasy goes, I, he's just kind of irrelevant right now, especially with these things that have been happening. And again, like I said, if he does end up on another team, he just, he hasn't been, he just hasn't been great for a couple years. And if you set aside, you know, the reasons why and whose fault it is, like, and you just look at the numbers and look at the production, he really hasn't been 
that great. And so if he does go to another team, I'm not going to get super excited about it and, you know, drop other players who could be more productive to pick him up, thinking that he's going to be the old OG OBJ. Sorry if that was too many letters. Um, I would I would be patient and give it some time and kind of see how it plays out because uh, he just hasn't really produced mm-hmm. big numbers for a long time. Yeah, I want to say that I believe he has played his last his last downs in, in Cleveland, but he can't be cut because he has a 15 mil uh, cap hit for the next three seasons. So he simply cannot just cut the guy and have yeah. 15, 15 million against your book for three straight seasons. So I know there's ways that can be waived and claimed and whatnot. So you have to go through that process and clear waivers and the next team would have to absorb his contract in a way. Um, since the, you know, the trading the trading deadline passed yesterday as we're recording this, but yeah, I think it's likely that he's done, but it's also, I don't see how he is done because of the, the contract he's on. It might be another, if you want to be this way, whatever's happening there behind closed doors. Right. A little more uh, secretive than what's happening there and uh, switch to the fantasy basketball with Ben Simmons of Philadelphia, a little more uh, private than that, I guess, but who, who knows what's going on. And like you said, he just hasn't been the OBJ of, of the New York giants or his first year there in Cleveland. Uh, he tore his ACL last year, and really this season hasn't really bounced back to do what OBJ can do. There seems to be something between him and Baker. Um, Baker in his press conference said that he was surprised by the situation uh, or something to that extent and that he uh, has not heard from OBJ since. So uh, not sure what's going on there. but Yeah, I think yeah. he – sorry. I so think Mayfield fine. said, like, he's not Matt or I, – yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was – not surprised, but not mad or not mad, but so, I don't know. But what I'm really hoping here is Jarvis Landry, who I freaking love, and I know that Cleveland loves so much. Hopefully he can maybe be a peacemaker and help OBJ and Mayfield make up and all can be well and the Browns can go win the Super Bowl that they so much deserve. But that's my little fairy tale in my head, so... Deserve is a pretty strong word there, Meg. <laughs> no. <laughs> fan base that would burn this this earth to the ground if their team were to win a Super Bowl, it would definitely be brown. <laughs> oh, right, guys, that's enough fantasy talk for the day. Before we hop off here, we just had the passion of Halloween, and we did not have a podcast like last week, so we didn't get the, a chance to talk about that. But, Meg, what is your go-to Halloween candy say? You know, when you were a kid or if you even celebrated Halloween, uh, when you got home and you dumped your bag out in the kitchen table, what are the first things you were grabbing? Oh, I am the Reese cup lover all the way. Um, can't go wrong with those, especially if they're in pumpkin forms. They have more peanut butter in them. Um, yeah, why is it that the, the holiday <laughs> shaped Reese's are definitely so much better? Yeah, the, you know, the, the bunnies during Easter time and the Christmas mm-hmm. trees and all them. They're so much better than the regular ones. So much better. And then if you uh, let them sit in the refrigerator for a little bit, oh, perfection. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big frozen candy type of guy, especially like a Snickers. If you freeze a Snickers, that is my favorite candy in the entire world. Uh, probably does a number on the teeth with that frozen caramel in there. But that's, oh, yeah. Yeah, that is what it is. But, yeah, I was, I was definitely grabbing – 
grabbing Snickers or a Kit Kat or I'm a real, you know, I'm not really a sweets guy. Never really have been, but I love like nerds or anything of that category, like a, a chewy spree, very mm-hmm. much big chewy spree fan. Um, but things like that, those type of candies more so than chocolate I would grab mainly because my dad would probably have the chocolate gone by the time we get home anyways. <laughs> my dad is a chocolate fiend. Yep. Same with but mine. I, but all right, guys. Yeah, I think it's just a dad thing that you have to be a chocolate fiend. Get your dad tax out of your kid's candy. But that's it for today's podcast or this week's podcast, guys. A lot of news happening here and and uh, as we approach week nine and, and uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of covered there. So we have a longer podcast here for you today. So apologize about that but a lot of content to get out to you guys uh, if you're looking for more f- uh, fantasy content including fantasy basketball hockey and football visit we know fantasy.com for some more fantasy sports content follow us on all forms of social media at we know fantasy follow me nate on twitter at wkf nate one last time meg where people find you on social media you can find me on twitter at m-e-g-h-a-h-a-n and on Instagram at Megan Bramer. Awesome. Uh, it was a, it was a great time talking to you, Meg. And uh, we'll uh, see, what next, see what next week brings. And until next week, guys, we'll see you.